Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. We should have changed our shirts so it looked like a... <laughs> I know, I was thinking that. I'm like, dang, I'm like, we were the same time every other week. Nah, we just got to record 133, so, or 132. 132. This is 133, episode 133 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Home Away, Lyft, Uber, Share Economy podcast, but pretty much it's an Airbnb podcast, whatever. And we're coming to you live from Fort Worth, Arlington, Texas. Yeah, so here we are. We're back. Texas, baby. We are back, man. Stevie Stacks, how are you doing? You've been on your hustle lately. I've been listening to you. Oh, thanks, man. Salud. Here's a little drinky drink. It's Friday night. Yes, we had a, we just got done recording an episode. And so, you know, we we're, were serious and drinking, you know, tea or coffee or whatever. But now it's, it's time to have a drink. So, <laughs> salud, people out there. Coronavirus. <laughs> Getting real. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> But yeah, man. So how's everything been going for you, man? We haven't done an ep in a while. It's been a while. We've been so busy. I've been on the road. You've been uh, doing your thing, you know, hopping in the arbitrage game. How's it going for you? Ah, man, it's um, it's it's going good. It's I, I kind of touched on it a little bit in the last episode. So I've never done um, an arbitrage. I've never let someone else co-host for me. And so I'm doing both at the same time. And um I've listened to, I mean, we, you know, listened to a lot of people on the show that uh, have scaled and got so many units and this and that. And um, I've been like, man, you know, I just, my, my Airbnbs, I've done them all myself. I've done everything, you know, top to bottom, listed them, pictures, uh, dealt with all the, all the, you know, the people, whatever, whatever question they have at midnight kind of thing, you know? (laughs) And, um, and so I've always thought about, it would be so cool to hand it off to somebody to see how they would do. And um, especially a company that would charge only 15%, which that sounds like a steal right there. If they're going to handle all this stuff, they're going to blast you on all the platforms. They're going to get you on all the travel and they're get everything, you know, and just that alone. I was like, man, that's a lot of legwork, but they got their systems in place, I'm sure. <clears throat> and, um, and then I'm going to have, I, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and drop her name. You know, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Doan Glidewell from from one of our uh, episode a few episodes ago, yeah, and she, and she yeah yeah SDG in the house, and she um, she came on here and dropped some knowledge on us, and she's um she sets up Airbnbs has a you know her her friend's company or, or acquaintance company run them for her, and so she I mean from the from the jump, she don't want to handle the day to day. She loves setting them up. She knows her strengths, setting them up, getting them look beautiful getting them online and then let someone else run them. And it's on to the next one with her, you know, that's what she's, that's what she was telling us. So she don't run them. And uh, I was like, man, that, you know, I thought we're supposed to get our feet wet, run them ourselves, figure this stuff out. But I guess that's a, that's a little workaround. If she knows that someone else is going to be better at running them for her and they're making her good profit, why is she going to mess with that end of it? And I'm like, yeah, man. she's an interior designer, right? Yeah. Interior designer. Yeah. She's actually an architect to her, like her, you know, her job job. But she does interior design, and so she has all these um, hookups with, um, you know, she gets, like, discount through Wayfair and other places to get furniture and stuff. So she, that's her strength. So she figured out her strength, and and she's sticking with that. And I'm like, man, that's that's a pretty cool way to look at it. 
And um, so I, I, I talked to her and I said, you know, I'm, I'm really wanting to get one set up already. And she told me about, you know, the spot in Dallas. So um, we're in the process right now. I signed my lease today. And so it's going to be my first arbitrage. Plus, it's going to be my first hands-off thing. I'm not going to run it. There's a company going to run it. And Sarah's going to do all the work. She's going to go and furnish it and everything, you know. I just give her the, the credit card number. And <laughs> so she's setting it all up for me. I'm totally hands-off, but I have been asking questions. And I'd be like, okay, I need to just, I need to just trust, you know, trust the, trust the process. And I just need – and it's just it's difficult for me because I've always been – you know me. I've been down on my hands and knees scrubbing freaking toilets. You know, I've been that – much in the business you know yeah. balls deep, balls deep in the business now i gotta i gotta i gotta let someone else do it and see how that works out i was always wondering i was like man i wonder if passive income like true passive operations i wondered if it would be hard for you because you were kind of like you're always in it was easy for me to let it go but i know certain people it's just you know you used to you know you used to you know working for your money you know yeah, I've been I've been a working working man since shit. I was like fifteen, my first job. So it's just always yeah, it's always been that way, you know. And you kind of mow your own yard, do everything in your own house, and kind of thing, you know, fix your own stuff on the car, oil, and slowly pulling away from all that stuff, learning from you, you know, shit. You say, oh, man, I'll let someone else do that crap, <laughs> and um, just learning from 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 you and and guests and stuff like that that just get away from that just you know that start trusting other people to take over these tasks in our lives it frees us up for big picture stuff right mm-hmm. and so you know we'll see how this goes hopefully it goes well I and mean, it rents well and and i'm like wow y'all are kicking ass y'all are doing way better than me y'all are keeping it booked at a good price and i don't have to deal with no phone calls or nothing this is like this is, this is a paradise so i just start well what do I need to do to save up money to get the next one? I, I worry about that accumulating more, you know, in different spots. And instead of, instead of worrying about, you know, going and fixing a toilet in the middle of the night, you know, you see, that's what you got to be worried about. You start, start worrying about your capital. You know what I'm saying? Once you start getting your capital and then that's interesting. Cause we, we, my boy, we, we just had a whole mastermind about capital and getting capital and how you expand your business. So, how are you going to look to expand your business? You have lines of credit set up because I've even real big into that lately. Lines of credit. That's that's, you know, I haven't gone that far into it, but what I, what I did discover and funny, I use the word discover. I called up my discover card, you know, and, um, and I said, Hey, how many, what kind of promotions do you I always call discover cards? Cool. Cause they, they're, they're really great customer service. The other ones kind of suck, but Discover Card is cool, man. And this and this this dude come on and he's like, "Oh yeah, well, Mr. Swatters, let me look and see what kind of promotions we got." I said, "We have any? Sometime every now and then you'll have like a zero percent, you know, for twelve months on new purchases kind of thing." And so he's like, "Oh, let me see what you got." Okay, okay, yeah, it looks like you you you've been um you know you're good standing with us. You've been with us for a while. Yeah, we have a zero percent for you, you know, all new purchases for 12 months. So 12 months, 0% interest is pretty fucking badass. And, and he goes, I said, Oh, cool. And what other like promotions, you know, what other stuff you have? Okay. And if you all online purchases from till the end of the month to the end of August, uh, through PayPal. So you use your discover card through PayPal, you get um, 5% cash back. Mm-hmm. And so, damn, I'm about to order all this furniture. So not only am I getting zero percent interest, 
I'm getting paid to order all this furniture 5%. I'm like, damn. Yeah, sign me up for that crap. So I um so that's how I that's how I paid for the furniture. And so you know, get the get the money back, pay the card back to zero, whatever. And you know, stick with I'm gonna stick with Discover, but I'm I'm already out there looking for other credit cards that have a zero percent introductory rates to have maybe a couple on the ready in case another one pops up that I really like. I could just all right, here, here's my credit card number, go get it, Sarah, set it up, get it up online. Tell, give it to that company and then just on to the next one, you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's what that's I'm doing. My question would be, so if you're using credit card, are you paying it off because you already have the cash or are you going to pay it off every single month? Pay them, you know. That's a good question because let's say, you know, just to make round numbers, right? Let's just say I, I got a place and I spent like four grand on furniture. Let's just do some raw numbers. And then, so I got a lease for a year. And I'm profiting a thousand a month. So you would you would say you would say okay, well then with that thousand, boom, boom, four months you paid it all off and your credit card's back to zero. That's one way to do it. But I'm thinking too, what if I should I do that or should I just you know pay the credit card maybe five hundred a month and just start chipping away at it just to keep that extra five hundred cash flow in case you know I have some dips or valleys or it goes offline for any other reason. I'm still having that to to cover that you know instead of just throwing it all and knocking off the credit card i think it might the best remedy might be like a mix of the both you know not just totally throw it all and just try to pay it off as soon as you can but a zero percent interest so i don't have to pay it down to you know I, i'm not accruing any interest on it and How i could just a year? 12 months yeah oh you can't beat that so i just yeah it's just like a i wonder what is my limit on that like sixteen thousand. so i have you know, I could, you know, go up. I don't want to go up to that, you know, max it out. But, you know, I could put a chunk on there and, and I have, yeah. And then I have 12, 12 months to pay it off. You know what I'm saying? So, so I want you to let me know how much you cash flowing off these spots. You know what I'm saying? If you cash flow in a thousand a month, count me in. I'm about to do some arbitrages. So, so, cause I'm interested to know, cause I you know it's a tough time with COVID and I know, I'm not sure how Dallas has bounced back. You know, I only have my corporate place and it's staying booked, you know, and I just had the guy who was there for a year and a half just left. And we had um, the very next day, a nurse checked in for the next three, four months. So I guess my question is what size unit, um, like one bed, two bed, two bath, what size unit and what's your location? I am in the lower Greenville area, like right below lower Greenville. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice spot right between, you know, of course, low right between Greenville and Dallas. I mean, it's, it's like a couple minutes Uber ride each it's way, Uber. you know? And so, um, the unit is around, it's not a, you know, it's not huge. It's around five something square feet. You know, it's not a huge unit, but it's built. It feels spacious. Yeah. 500 something square feet and it feels spacious. And, uh, it's just, it's a one bedroom and, and yeah, it's, it's, um, like I said, it's not, not huge, but it's, it's, what I've been told and from this company and from Sarah too, that the, the what bedrooms do, they do really good. And even our last guest, um, Betsy mm -hmm. Pepin, she was saying that she wouldn't, she don't even try for the two bedrooms cause she's all about the one bedrooms. Cause it just, uh, yeah, it's a better, yeah. Better return on her money too. See, you know, so, cause my thing was with one bedroom, cause she says she's theming the units, right? Like they're doing special themes and all that. 
Who, Betsy? No, no, you're the girl who you're. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she she does a, a, a I would say like a style, a certain style. She sees it and she and she goes for it. I wouldn't say like a, I don't know if you could say theme, but it's 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 a certain style. So like, I don't know. Either you can go either modern or you can go like um more um. I don't know, antique looking or, yeah, you know, there's like, uh, like she was doing, uh, I thought it was SDG who said she does it. She does it like the, um, she was like, she does it for romantic getaways, couples, things like that. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, um, kinda, you know, she hadn't really told me nothing about that. She told me that she's going to be looking at doing like a lot of leathers and leather and, and like wood like type, you know, okay. furniture and, um, She's like deep greens, like get like a comfortable, like a comfortable feel to it because the place is like all gray, you know, mm-hmm. and so okay. she wanted to have that kind of feel to it. And I thought ah, that was pretty cool. I was like, because everything, everything's super ultra modern now. So it's a good, uh, it'll differentiate from the pack, I think. Okay. Okay. So I was wondering, because I, I, I was, I kind of hopped out the two bed, one bed, one bath, but if they got a system that works and you let me know it works, I'm, I might hop it back in too, you know, because I'll I have some extra something to throw at it, you know, cause I got, I'm working on these rehabs right now. And then, you know, so definitely. Yeah. I, I dropped, I dropped a, one of the quotes that, that you put up on the, on the social medias. And I was saying that, you know, get our, you could arbitrage the flashy, cool, you know, spaces in the, in the, in the cool city and the high, you know, in the high end part of town, you can, you can have your arbitrages there and you can make your Airbnb money from that situation. And then from your profits, you purchase, you know, rental properties, three twos, boring three twos in the suburbs. And that's just like kind of like it settles your money down and it kind of builds your wealth that way. Because those, you know, something hits and people aren't going to be going out into the bars and spending all their money if, if something a downturn. But people always got to have a got to have a three two to live in. man. that's that's just like solid. Right. That's a good place to to funnel your money into stuff like that. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like right now, you know, I did. I think when did I start doing Airbnb? February 2017. Now I'm starting to buy, go into buying real estate, and I'm buying it pretty much with no money down because I'm doing the burr. You know, I'm refinancing. You know, getting everything back. Um, you know, and, and that, that's that's real interesting. You know, because you can. That's what I tell people. You can use your arbitrage money that you got coming in to invest in other things you know invest in real estate and that's what i've been doing uh that's a perfect strategy you know because you're making the it's easy to scale arbitrage you can get them fast get them up boom boom you're just making a bunch of cash and throw it throw it somewhere else so yeah. so february 2017 that was your first our your first um was it our oh um airbnb experience mm-hmm. that's the first that's when we first started wow yeah february 2017 so we almost four years in the game three years in the game so we- we started our podcast in 17 or 18. I think it was 17. Was it? So you had just, you just had the one Airbnb at the time, right? Oh, and you were doing your house too. You had the, well, you, you had the part, the apartment, but then you had to stop and then you were Airbnb out of your house. I had the house. I had, no, no, no. I had the condo, the house and the timeshares. Oh, the timeshares. That's right. That's right. Matter of fact, we started doing the timeshares because I went back and just started looking at all, every, all the money we made from it. We started doing the timeshares the first year. Oh, okay. Okay. Because February we started, then we had to stop. 
like a few months in, then we started doing the rooms in the house. Because I think by the time, in the first 11 months, we made 100, well over six figures. So, mm. yeah, it was pretty, yeah. So, it was four years in, man. Almost four years, three years in. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to go ahead and like, okay, let's start buying. You know, we can get these houses with no money. You know, you, you have your capital that you spend and then you get it back. So it's like, man, we got opportunity. So, cause we're trying to get to, I think our magic number, trying to get to 28 more houses, 28 houses on Airbnb on short-term rentals. Well, not on Airbnb, but through our own direct booking website. And by the way, the last episode, she dropped some fire on how to get direct bookings. I'm definitely putting flyers in my house and I'm getting that stay fine. I'm definitely looking into both of those. So, mm. but yeah, I need 28 more to definitely to retire and feel comfortable. Okay. And what kind of cash flow is that throwing at you? That's at least, that's a little more than 10 K a month net. Oh, nice. So you can live comfortably off that. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> we got a plan to pay off debt. We got a plan in place. We got all our objectives listed behind us. What we got to do. So, you know, we've been hustling and I've been like reading a lot of books and just hustling, you know, uh, you know, coming up with different routines, man, being a more efficient, you know, things like that. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to being an entrepreneur, like especially I always wonder why entrepreneurs always chose to work out things. It not only gives you mental clarity, but a lot of it is because, like, you got to have health insurance. And if you unhealthy, man, it, it ain't, <laughs> yeah, like because like, I, I called a few health insurance people, you know, about, hey, like, if you leave your job, how much is health insurance? I talked to a guy on LinkedIn. He's like, he's like, yeah, dude, it's expensive. But he goes, if you don't smoke, you know, and you work out and stuff, you know, he goes, they'll, they'll give you a better rate. I was like, oh, okay. So, but yeah, man, I'm just trying to prepare myself. And Mahogany's got, we just started Mahogany's, officially started Mahogany's business a week ago. So, Good things coming. So, you, so you want to have twenty eight single single family Airbnbs? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, how you haven't thought of doing like fourplexes or whatever, like to get it to get it there faster? Building a fourplex. Right. Oh now. wow! You're buying the block. You put yeah. that on the on the social medias. So you're building a fourplex in Arkansas? Yeah, we're building a fourplex, and then after the fourplex, we're considering we're about to buy another plot of land. This is this is all family investing. This is me, my brother, and my sister. Oh, nice. We were like, man, let's start buying, you know, because the land we're going to build on, my dad's like, you know, he's older, retired. He's like, man, you guys can use that land for whatever. He, man, he took us over there, man. It's just this big, huge, flat piece of land. And we're like, man, you had this. He goes, man, I just bought it. It's like, man, how did you spend for it? He's like, he was like, this is the most expensive one I bought. It was like, he was like, it was 5000 Most of the plots of land I get for 500 bucks. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, you can have it. He goes, y'all build on it. And he goes, I was like, okay, cool. So me, my brother, and my sister, we decided, hey, man, let's just try to do something for the family, you know, because we all got kids. I got nieces and nephews. I'm like, man, let's make sure we can eat for the future. So um, we got that. And then my brother, he has a plot of land, too. He was like, oh, man, after we started talking about the fourplex, he was like, hey, y'all can build on mine, too. He said, y'all want to go in and build on mine? I was like, cool. We went to look at his, man, already flat, ready to go. I was like, oh, so we're like, yeah, we're going to go try to the fourplex. It's like, it's kind of in the hooder area, but it has a lot of potential because a lot of the houses are boarded up around. And I'm like, dude, if we just buy all these houses, we turn them into Airbnbs or whatever, 
straight, dude. So we got that coming. That's like the family part. And then I have my own. So yeah, I'm definitely building a fourplex. That's what's going on right now. Nice. So it's so zoned for multifamily already? Yeah. So directly across the street, there's a, uh, is a duplex. You know, so we, we got, you know, I've been doing a lot of meet, meetings with my family, Zoom, Zoom meetings. We meet every couple of weeks, every week to kind of keep everything rolling, you know. Um, and one thing I want to say about that, and this is what I noticed. If you want to do something, um, take all the mental stigmatisms out of your head of like, I can't or this won't work and just do it. And you'll find that it builds so much momentum. Like it builds so much momentum. You will find out you can almost do anything, especially if you surround your people that want to do it too. That's a fact. Hmm. Real man. Just do it. If you just do it and you're not afraid of failing, you just realize if you look at failures as learning lessons, man, it's so much. <clears throat> like I've been so proud of my siblings, you know, cause they, they hopped on when I said, Hey, let's do this. They were like, shit, let's get it. You know? So. Scared, scared money. Don't make money. Don't make money. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that too, doing this arbitrage thing. I was like, um, I was like, man, I, you know, I, I, most of my furniture I've ever bought or I ever got was like friends or family just, you know, giving it to me for free or for practically nothing. Cause they're upgrading their, I've, I've got, I mean, I've never spent money like this on, on furniture, you know, I've just, I just, that's how I've, I just, I don't know. I just never prioritized furniture in my life. And I'm like, well, I can understand. She has a vision. She wants to pimp it out, you know. And um, it's yeah, you the, gotta buy fresh for the Airbnb, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I just you've been trying to throw the old furniture. Over. <laughs> oh man, Steve. Ah, and she explained it to me too. She's like, no, she said she goes, she goes I understand how you're feeling because you know she's the same way too. But but um, and she's been down both roads trying to set one up on the cheap which is possible hitting up. All, we even talked about it in our early episodes, Facebook marketplace, all this stuff. But she's saying, well, by the time you're going across town, picking up things, then you have to go clean them, steam clean and do all this stuff. You know, it's just, it's just longer to get your place set up and making money for you. And she said, you can get, there's so many good deals on the Wayfair and uh, Amazon and all this stuff. You can get it sent straight to the place, set it up and get your unit up and running, you know, and then that'll make up for the extra cost you're spending. And I was like, well, okay, you're the expert. But I just like, it was just a little, a little bit of a trip, you know, but then I was thinking, I keep hearing, cause a buddy of mine told me that work a long time ago. He goes, scare money, don't make money. And I was like, that's true. I see it as an investment is I'm, I'm putting whatever, you know, a few G's down to get it up and running. And, um, you know, I'm signing a lease, which I'm like, that's kind of weird too. You know, I'm signing a lease. I don't own the property, you know, so, you know, renting out the, the apartment. I said, I don't own it. You check the lease and it says you can Airbnb it. No. Yeah. 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 They, they oh. it says I'm able to Airbnb and, um, and they're going to get, when I, when I go pick up my keys, they're going to give me the Airbnb packet and all that. Cause they know people do it right there. And so they, yeah, they work with the, with the, with the people to you get keys or you get a code. Well, I get a mailbox key, but it's a coded door already. They already got a coded door on there. I don't got to put nothing on there. And, um, and so it's like, to me, I was like, man, this is kind of, it's a little bit, step back and thinking about it, it's a little bit nerve wracking. I'm signing a lease. I got to pay this, I got to pay this um, uh, rent every month now. And this thing's got to start producing for me. But then I step back and look at it this way. Okay. All right. You know, for what I'm paying in rent there, that's pretty much what the going rent, it's actually not a bad deal. So that's what's pretty much the, what going rent is in that area. Push comes to shove. Let's say, I, I don't know, I'm breaking even or whatever, or I'm, I'm losing. I don't know. I'm not getting it filled up. 
I could always just throw it, turn it around and just, and just rent it to somebody like a, as a long-term lease. It's already fully furnished and pimped out. I might get exactly what I'm, what my rent costs or a little bit more, or let's just say a little bit less. I might lose like a hundred bucks a month. So it's not really a huge like a risk in my eyes. Cause there's always this plan B plan C plan D, you know, I could always do this, that. And so it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to go throw $10,000 at Bitcoin and see what happens. You know, that's, that's a risk, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I just see it as there's always, there's always other options, especially cause I can sublease it. Yeah. And how much, so how much is your lease on that? By the way, 1050 a month. That's man. That's a good lease bro. for that area. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you in there, man. Nah, yeah. Now there is a there is a there's a hundred dollars a month premium I gotta pay on top of that to, to be able to Airbnb and sublease it out. But that's 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 not too bad. Eleven fifty? That ain't bad. Yeah, and it's a nice everything brand new, you know, all brand new furnishings and stuff. I really like this place. It has a little bit of a view over like a community garden. I found a good spot. And so I was like, push comes to shove, I can get that pretty easy if I just re turn around and throw it on the open market, whatever. And so, and so it's not a, to me, it's not a huge risk. And I was talking to my buddy the other day, the one that kind of lost his ass and the, and you know, he, he bought two houses trying to hit two home runs late in life, you know, 60, close to 60 and ended up losing his whole retirement because, but he's, like I said, he, he went and tried to buy two houses for like 400 something thousand dollars each hoping to put in, you know, he's never done real estate in his life and hoping to, you know, put in, 200,000 selling for 800,000, you know, trying to make a big two home runs to pad his retirement. And he trusted these guys. They took him to the, they took him to the cleaners. And, um, so that's what I'm saying. I'm doing risks, but little smaller calculated risks. And slowly I can like, you know, inch my way up to making, taking bigger risks. That's good. I mean, that ain't, I mean, with Airbnb, short-term rentals, corporate rentals, there's so, man, we have so much knowledge that we've collected from guests, you know, you it'd be hard to fail i'll say that it'd be hard to fail because we've surrounded ourselves with so many people you know that can just get us where we need to be you know uh, just do it man i mean all you're gonna do is fail forward you know what i'm saying you're failing while you're making some money so you know just do it just do it and that's uh and it's it's kind of like it's easy to say for us you know we've been we've we've taken risks and um but like now with COVID, people are like freaking out. They're like, they don't want to take any risk. They don't want, you know, a lot of people don't want to take any risk because like they don't know if they're going to have a job kind of thing. And to me, that not knowing you're going to have a job tomorrow or whatever, or if there's going to be that extra 600 on top of your unemployment, whatever the hell's going on, that should be, to me, I tell my friends, that's more of a motivation to start taking risk and to try to find other avenues of income while you still got a job, while you still got like some security. Cause then, what are you gonna do you get, when you get laid off? You don't have nothing else to fall back on, man. That's that's gonna be a miserable experience. That's that's what it is. People don't look at it. that's motivation, man. You know, like Ti said, that's fuel to my fire. You know, that's all it is. If you know, people who fall dependent upon like the nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you fall dependent upon it, where you're not making additional streams of income, to me, that's dangerous. That's risky. That's a risk to me, but I mean, not all people look at it like that. You know, they're cool with dependent upon that one stream of income. That's just not me. I can't ever do it, you know? So, yeah. So we're taking risks, calculated risks. You know, we still got our plan A, plan B, plan C, all that stuff. But I mean, that's what life's about, man. Shit. Why not? So, I mean, that's, that's, 
we've got, like I told you, we got so much knowledge that we've got from this podcast. You know, it's just, it's hard to lose. It's real hard to lose. You know what I'm saying? We, and if we, something does happen, we can call somebody. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. sometimes forget how big our network is. We sometimes forget, you know, that, that, that the network gives us a lot of, a lot of resources, you know. Something cool uh, I saw, and you saw, I think you shared it on, on the social medias too, was, okay, blockbuster video, right? Mm-hmm. Old dinosaur, you know, no one rents videos anymore, whatever, like from a store. But um, there's like one remaining one, right? There's one remaining blockbuster video in the United States left. And so what they're doing is they turn it into an Airbnb where people can have movie nights there. They put in like some old, old school, like nineties looking furniture and stuff, you know, old TV console. And they're going to make so much freaking bank off this thing, man. That's <laughs> like, I'm going to it. <laughs> Are you freaking serious? Yeah, I'm going to go to it. It's Where's in, it at? It's in Bend, Oregon. Oh shit. Yeah. It's from my home state. So I'm going to it. I'm going to, I'm going to go there and then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to promote LLT out there, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to that shit. I'm about to go check it out. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to go there. Is, somebody, is it an individual owner? I'm not sure. The crazy thing is, that Blockbuster, I've been following it for a long time because it was the last Blockbuster left. And I'm like, and they were talking about how they were struggling. And I never thought about it. I'm like, they could put it on Airbnb as an experience. And that's what they did. Like, Fuck yeah, I love that. They're, they're smart, man. I was like, Think about it. It's like when you hold on to something, most people are like, man, you're crazy. That's old dinosaur. And it bounces right back, right in your favor, man. You're the last blockbuster. You know how many 90s kids, man, I remember going to Blockbuster, getting the, the popcorn, the you get a, a, a movie, a video game, man. I remember that, man. And then your mom whooped your ass because you got the late fees on the card, you know, so. <laughs> didn't rewind it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't rewind you know, then they came out the DVDs. But yeah, man, that, that was I was like, dang, man, they're the last blockbuster. I, I just want to drive by it and see it. Like, just to get that nostalgia of a blockbuster again. Man. I bet it's all booked up for at least a year, man. Oh, I bet you. <laughs> you already know, dude. I'm like, man. Hey, matter of fact, they might be going for Peter Bay, who's most popular Airbnb spot right there. <laughs> the blockbuster. That's that's genius. I hope it's per, like I hope it's an individual that owns it instead of just. Well, I don't know if there's not even a corporation anymore, is there? They went bankrupt. There is. So I mean, it would have to be like a friend or owner, like an individual owner, man. And I'm wondering how. Yeah, because you get your movie and then you rent it out. Because a, a, a Blu-ray is like what twenty bucks. God dang it! We should have bought it, Michael. Why didn't we buy the last blockbuster? He wasn't selling. It. He wasn't <laughs> oh, he wasn't. The dude, the dude was like holding on to it. Like he was like, oh, I want to keep it. Because I'm like, man, people get on Netflix. But I was thinking the only way he was possibly making money is he's renting out the stuff that's not on Netflix or Hulu. But I'm like, even at that, there's like Amazon Prime that has everything, you know. So he, he found a way to make it work in his favor. Right? I'm like, I'm proud of that. You know, that's dope. So. That is cool, man. And I like how he set up the, the living room all old school and shit. That was cool, man. But um, yeah, that's 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 cool. That's you just you know that's what gives you the the freedom with Airbnb to, to do whatever. I saw like a one that's like a, they did their whole house in Star Wars, man. It's like yeah. made yeah made it look all badass. All like you're they're sleeping in one of the st- the spaceships and shit. I, it just it's just your imagination. That's what I like about that's what I like about this. You know yeah. that we can use our imagination to do whatever we want. You know we'll see what else comes back after the blockbuster comes out. What else is going to come back? You know, all these other stores, like a Hollywood video and put it on Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Those still exist though. 
Hollywood videos, right? Oh, family video. I'm sorry, family video. I yeah. saw one and I drove past in Grand Prairie the other day. Family video on the corner. Like, oh crap, man! They're still in video stores. Yeah, I know Hollywood video. It probably they probably cat. Shit, Blockbuster might have bought their asses. I don't know, but yeah, I remember Hollywood video, Blockbuster. Man, I used to love Blockbuster on Friday nights, man. But you get there and there's all the good movies were gone, man. <laughs> A Friday night. Well, the new ones. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes everybody be... Because it was crazy because, you know, we didn't have Netflix. So, like, you rushed to Blockbuster. Hey, such and such came out today. It's crazy. Yeah, times have changed, you know? That's big crazy. time. Big time. People are just pirating them on their phones, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 but they don't get the experience. Yeah. I mean, how enjoyable is that staring at a movie on your phone? And then just... Yeah. You, you want to you be with people, with friends and stuff yeah. like that. That's crazy. But, yeah. but I love it. I love it. Um. Sage advice on that got me kind of thinking. I told you Home Shield kind of worked out for me. Yeah. American Home Shield. And um and I thought about putting it on my rentals. But um uh my AC, my bottom my lower unit went out the other day. Well it still was blowing like it wasn't you know, the fan wasn't turning, it was blowing like just hot air. And so Home Shield came out. They came out that same I I it was like almost midnight when I put in the thing and like they came out the next day like at one PM. So it was pretty quick turnarounds. Sometimes you got to wait a little longer. That's the thing with Home Shield. It might have to wait a day or two. It sucks if you don't have AC. And so, obviously, in Texas, you'll die. But <laughs> it was 100 degrees today. You ain't got AC, man. I'll pray for you. It's, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be in the pool chilling, man, like <laughs> eating breakfast in the pool. Who cares? But, um, but anyways, the, the AC guy, he got there. I went out to, to, go, to go check out what he was doing to the unit and and I said, ah, it's probably the capacitor, right? He's like, yeah, he, capacitor. It's I probably he probably he said it probably is, and he took it off, checked it. He goes, yeah, I think that's what it is. I got a few in my truck. He came back out and and swapped it out. Everything's working fine. And um, I said, that's pretty cool. I said, how much would a regular job like this cost? You know, if someone didn't have home shield, he goes, ah, about two hundred and fifty bucks. You know, to swap that out. I said, yeah, it's pretty good. Home shield's home shield's doing good for me. And he said, well, he goes, depends on how you look at it. And he goes. He goes, some people think that they need it because they're going to fix everything and this and that. And he goes, but he goes, what's the, what's the bottom line of Home Shield? He said, they want to, you know, take in more money than they, than they put out. And so I explained to him, it helped me out because they fixed two units that was going to be like 3000 something each. And so he saved me almost seven grand dollars. So I'm playing with house money. Yes. And, um, but he was saying that, well, he, well, he, he has some rentals too. He has like four houses. And he said, he don't put home shield on any of them. And this is why he said he puts, he gets an account. He puts money in that account every month, like his money to fix things account. And he goes, and something goes out, he'll have money to go, you know, tackle the issue. He said, and, and he's kind of like, he's, he's a little bit handy. So he can kind of figure things out or get the right guy on it and then pay, you know, he's a, get you a good plumber, get you a good electrician, a good AC guy. And, and you're set, you know, someone you could trust. And you can usually get things fixed and you don't have to pay that what home show charges 40 something a month plus 75 bucks to come out this and that if you if you just know a little bit about stuff and you got good guys working for you it's more beneficial to just put money into account and then when something goes wrong you can you can tackle it and he goes for example ac unit is like the number one thing in texas that people get home show for right mm-hmm. he goes but what they don't tell you you can get for your house you can get two brand new units all inside and out for like let's just say 20 grand and he goes and put that on 0% financing for 200 a month for how many years? So you're paying 200 a month, but you got all brand new units. You don't ever going to need home shields because they're going to work like a charm. They're going to have warranty and everything like that. 
and you're paying 40, 50 bucks a month for home shield, but they're just going to keep fixing the, the old stuff just to keep, you know, you're going to keep getting dinged with the 40, 50 month plus every time someone comes out 75 a month. So he goes, you do the math that way. I mean, might as well just fix out all the old stuff, put all the brand new stuff in your, and your, in your houses. You never have to, you're never, you're not going to have any service calls. And then you put money aside just in case something does go wrong. That's, that's how he views it. I think his way, his way works. If he, your hand, if you're comfortable being hands on. Or if you know, if you got guys that you can trust. Yeah, but he he's saying he's hands on, right? Well, he like, he's handy. He's handy. He knows. He says he can. He said, "Well, like he's doing. He's going over there, finding the problem. Then he goes and calls a dude." Right. I, I ain't got time for that. Exactly, and that's 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 <laughs> what my counter argument is. You know, yeah. I'm like, I could just hit up. I don't even have to call Home Shield. I just go on there, request Online. AC, and then they'll they'll send someone out. You're paying for convenience, and you're paying for time. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Exactly. Yeah, you might because even if you were to balance it out, isn't Home Shield still cheaper than what you would have paid? How long again till you have to use Home Shield for that AC unit? It might be a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might yeah. be next summer. That's a whole year. Yeah. So I'm like, man, you, I'll pay for time all day. Right, I'll right. Buy my time back. You know. So you got Home Shield too? Hell yeah! <laughs> I got my time back. <laughs> Check it out. So in my, you know, I just got a new AC unit in here. So what nice. happened was I called Home Shield. They came out and the dude, I just happened to know him because he had came out before. He was like, he's like, bro, I was like the last summer because it was the last summer he came out. He was like, bro, I told you, you got to replace that unit. He goes, he got that old Freon in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you did. He goes, look, man, he goes, if you start calling me directly, I can fix it for you. He goes, now the flip side is if you go ahead and buy a new AC unit, he was like, he said, I'm going to be honest, because it, it was when COVID just hit. He goes, AC units ain't moving right now because ain't nothing moving. He was like, man, I can give you a brand new unit for $6,000. Inside and out. Inside and out. Replaced Ooh. everything. Six Gs. Is that for the upper or the lower? Uh, Everything. I only have one unit in this house. That's the bad Oh, thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I need an up and down. But I got one unit, but it's cool. He fixed it. Got a brand new unit out there. Um, matter of fact, Something happened with it where after they put it in, they didn't turn on the furnace and we were getting uh, something was happening with the air wasn't working right. He came out and fixed it for free. He was like, I was like, man, how much we need to give you? He was like, don't worry about it. He goes, you bought an AC unit off us. We good. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so many, you know, yes. so many perks. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 when you're talking about money and things like that, you have to look at what it's doing for you. If it's giving you your time back, man, by all means, spend that shit. Honestly, you know. Yeah, you know, time is shit. Time is more valuable than money. Straight up. A lot of people, <laughs> like, and a lot of people, they, they say entrepreneurs are all in it for the money, man. Nah, we in it for the time, dude. We right. ain't on this earth that long. If we sit mm-hmm. here working and slaving it all away, good luck. You can live that life, not me. Exactly. Like, all right. Time is money. Money is time. It really is, man. A lot of people don't realize that. And, uh, you know, they, they fall for the okie doke. Now, one thing that, um, one thing that I noticed, I don't know if you've set up an Airbnb in, in a while, but, um, 
you, I mean, you have, you've done it more recent than I have because I haven't set one up in a while. So they, the thing is, what I noticed setting up this one, getting it online, you know, the, the new unit I'm getting in Dallas is that um, I went ahead and took, I, I took your advice. I went and got some pictures of an empty unit and put coming soon across it. I already got a booking. And, um, but what I noticed when, when I was setting it up, it walked, it, it make it so freaking simple for someone to put their house on Airbnb. Right. And, and so boom, 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 like in five or six steps, you're done. I mean, it's up and running. I was like, but what they don't do, they don't set the, they don't take you. It doesn't walk you through where the defaults are to where to set. Like you want people reviews, you know, the, you want people with this or that, or you want, um, the, the pricing or, you know, two days on, you know, minimum on this. I mean, the little things that really freaking hurt you. So someone sets up their shit, they're going to get bookings right away because the way they made it. So anybody can book it, you know, and with zero stars or whatever the hell. <laughs> and so, and so you got to, if you're, if y'all are out there, you know, if you have, if you haven't made an Airbnb yet, you know, or if you've, if you've made one, but you haven't made one for a few years, it's changed. You got to really soon as before you get published the damn thing, because they make it where they guide you right to that publish button, go in there and you, and some stuff on the laptop, you can't see, look at it from the, both your laptop and your phone at the same time, because it's easy. It's easier to see some things on each one, like, um, you know, setting the days setting you know, two day minimum on the weekends or, or setting the, like people have to have like a, be a recommended guest so you, or all oh, the cleaning fee. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it kind of, it goes by all this stuff, you know, the clean. So you didn't even set up a cleaning fee. I'm like, it's, um, it just makes it where you, it just throws your thing on there as soon as you can. And you're going to be losing a lot of money. Oh, you saying you got to realize Airbnb is doing that because if you ain't got a cleaning fee, that's more money for them. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to get booked. Um, now I have a question for you. Are you setting up a direct booking site for your um, people to manage? I uh, haven't even thought about that until this last episode. <laughs> I was wondering, like, it's probably a good idea to just get your porter. If you only got one list, that's like seven bucks a month, and that'll give you a full-blown direct booking website. Um, and then you can put that fly, have your people put that flyer in there and tell them, hey, I also want to take bookings to my then. Because then if they're already charging you, what, 15 10%, whatever, 15%, 15% yeah. plus Airbnb's 3%, that's really 18%. You can knock off that 3%, you know. You know oh, nice. Yeah, that's another thing to look at. Because whatever, you have to always have to imagine whatever percentage they charge at 3% on because Airbnb's still taking their three. So, okay. Yeah, I'm going to talk with them about that because I don't know how motivated they would be to start, you know, trying to hit up guests to book through the through the direct platform. I mean, I think we should use um, Betsy's uh, advice. Just get the put up thing in there. Hey, this is our direct booking website. Go to that, the book, and then they manage it. That's still part of their 15%. And plus, and what she, she does the bonus. <laughs> she yeah. gives her daughter bonuses for whoever she puts on the direct one instead of Airbnb. Yeah, facts. Huh. Um, uh, but I'm going to tell you something because you said you, uh, you already put your place on there and it got booked, right? Right, right. When is your expectation date to be ready? 28th. The 28th. Okay, so this is my thing. Like, I'm kind of in that middle confusion, like, because this is a different one. You know, I'm doing the rehab. And I was thinking, like, man, I could put this place on here. But I'm like, because I was going to use um, Asif's. Uh, his name is Asif, not Asif. Damn, what's dude's name? 
the guy from Chicago with like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A said or a seed or a said or Syed, Syed. Because what he does is he he uh, photoshops the place. <laughs> he photoshops the place and puts stuff in there that's not really <laughs> he photoshops. It, you know, to get people to book. But yeah, I was thinking like, cause you know, with the rehab, I was like, man, I can go ahead and put it on there. But I'm like, with a rehab, what if something goes wrong? You know, mm. something like, you know, cause like right now he this the dude this rehab dude that my contractor man he's he's on point. I'll give him that. He's on point. Uh, he got the roof on there. Man, got the roof on there, got the um, inside painted. Cause you know, I, if you never seen my, if you seen my Instagram, we did a walkthrough on it. He's moving, you know, he got the place cleaned out, you know, he's moving. But thing was, I'm like, man, if I put this place on here, cause we're expected October 1st is our date that we want to be up and running. I'm like, man, if I just went ahead and opened it up for October, but I'm like, man, if something goes wrong, I might be screwed. You know what I'm saying? I'm losing my super host anyway, because, uh, I had to cancel a guest due to the issue, but you know. Oh, you lost your super host for that? About to be, but I don't really care no more. I'm trying to go direct. Forget Airbnb. <laughs> I don't care, you know, but that's one thing I was thinking. I was like, man, I could, I might, you know what I'm saying? I could risk it. If I, since I'm losing my super host, I might as well risk it, you know, just put it up there. You know, just hmm. in front of the house up there coming soon, like you did, and then just, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you don't care about the super host status anymore, I don't, I don't see why not. But yeah. I mean, but how much money? It's like how much money you think you'll make by putting it up early, as opposed to waiting until everything's done and good and then putting it up. I mean, we you're gonna lose a shitload of money, or is it worth is it worth that amount of money to to fuck up on on accident? You know. See, this is the thing. How far out are these people booking? And that's what I'm looking at because I have two units there now. Ain't nobody booked in October. Now I hear that um, last minute bookings of the game right now because of COVID. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what it is. Well, now this is crazy. Like one of my units is booked for the next month and a half. Some dude booked it for a month and a half. I'm like, shit, making three G's on a $700 mortgage. I'm with it. But, you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, so I was like, oh, cool. This dude booked it. But I'm like, he booked it probably a month out. So I think I would probably be targeting someone who wants to book long term. No, oh, okay. So I'm thinking I may I might do it. Just put it up for October first. Yo, we ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? So. Right, right. It's, it's a little bit harder to do that because this is my first time doing a rehab. That's going to be an Airbnb. I'm like, it's a little bit harder to time that. You know. Mm. Like yeah. with yours, you ain't got to worry about. It. It's already fixed up. All you're doing is furniture. I think you'd be. It's a little bit safer. You know. Yeah. And I even I even did ask um, Sarah. Hey, I was like, "Will the place? When will the place be functional, and I can maybe get some people in earlier?" She's like, "Well, she wouldn't suggest that because then they'll be there, staying there, and shipments keep arriving." You know, <laughs> she she didn't want that. I was like, "Okay, I wait. You know, I wait ten ten days." I said, like, "You know, it's like ten days between when I sign." Don't rush. Don't rush the paper. You know, don't rush it. I feel you. Yeah. That's yeah. What does it say? A bird in the hands or two in the bush kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Let it, let it come. I mean, it let it come, and that's why I was like, man, I'm gonna hold off. And I'm like, if September first, I'm, I'm really, I'm truly trying to time where he's at in the rehab, process, uh-huh. and then I'll start be like, oh, you got the floors in, paints done. Okay, I'm obviously gonna do that. Now here's here's some here's some stuff I learned from Micah. <laughs> I mean, it's technically it's it's yeah, whatever. Um, what what Micah would uh, would advise me if I asked him the same question? He said, well find some houses that are really nice around the area, book them that have the, 
that you can cancel them. <laughs> so if something does come up and you can't, I said, oh, don't worry. I got this other place for you and just throw them into that place. <laughs> and if everything, and if your place is ready up and running, just go cancel those other, those other few that you have. <laughs> got to make sure they have flexible ones. Yeah, yeah, flexible. Yeah, and, but I'm just, that's, I wouldn't suggest that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but I hear people do that. I mean, I hear people do that. They, they're going to go on vacation. They put, they lock up like a few places and then, you know, see yeah, what happens. If you see those people who, whenever you push accept, the ones you push accept and you have the decline payment thing and they get 24 hours to hold your place. Mm. Yeah, that's what a lot of them are doing. They know it. They put a mm. bullshit card on file so they can hold your place. <laughs> yeah, that's like a known trick. I hope no guests are listening to do that. But yeah, yeah. People, that don't want to, yeah people do that. They'll put a bad card on file, like one of them uh, Target Visa cards, but they have no money on it. And, uh, you know, book your place and you'll see that awaiting payment and some of them will hold it. You'll tell them to, Hey, pay it. And they won't pay it. So, yeah. So I heard, I heard something cool on bigger pockets the other day. And it said something like this. It said, earn, like earn your money, earn, amplify, invest and repeat. So let's say you're, you, whatever you're getting your money from, you're getting the, you're earning your money from your job or you're earning money from your cash flows or whatever, but you got to funnel that money to amplify it into something that's going to make, you know, make even more money. And from that money, you got to invest it and then repeat it. You know, it's the people that are, that are take, that take forever to like, you know, that are in the job forever. They just go straight from earn to invest, you know, and that's like a slow growth strategy. You see, you got to find a way that money that's coming in to amplify it, which is what we're doing. You know, we're putting it into short-term rentals. We're putting it into real estate to amplify that money. And then from that money, we're investing into, into other things that are going to amplify it. You know, boom, 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 boom. It's going to go, it's going to grow a lot faster than just a lot of people. I'll oh, just put it in your 401k. And then, you know, just. <laughs> I with that 401k. Funny. I just started a self-directed IRA too. Oh, nice. I had like a, a bunch of money sitting in like this because I used to be a contractor. I had a, a contractor 401k that I didn't know nothing about. I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, called up Merrill Edge. like, hey, create me a self-directed IRA. And I put that money over there. So I mean, right, I'm right. trying to find like as many ways to add capital as possible. So. Well, that's cool. So I, 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 I touched on it in the last show too. Um, taming my, my inner micromanager. And, and I've, I've just, oh man, I don't know where this comes from. I just, some people have that micromanaging in them and it's just like, I, I've, I've done my own Airbnbs. I, I've set them up, you know, and, um, did all that, you know, set up all the pictures, advertising, talk to the guests in and out, handle the cleaners and just, I've always done it that way. It's always stressed the, stressed me the freak out. I was like, Every time I'm on vacation, I'm dealing with Airbnb crap. I'm like, why am I doing this crap? I need to, I need to stop. I, you know, I need to stop doing this. It's just not enjoyable for me. I like the money. The money's cool, but God, I hate everything else about it. And so that's why it's the main reason I want to try this arbitrage and arbitrage plus um, a co-host, you know, get paying someone to 15% to run it for me. So I don't have to deal with the day to day. And they know how to make, they, they claim they know how to make more money because they got more, you know, connections and they, they're going to put me on every single site. They're going to handle all that stuff for me. So it's going to actually be making me more money in the long run. So what I'm, what, but it's still like, God dang, I, I, I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs on, trusting them. They're going to do all this stuff. You, know? you got to find you something to do, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, 
Not have you listened. Have you read the book, The Four Hour Work Week? I listened to it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't sit down and read it. Yeah, yeah. I would suggest anyone in here who listens to this not to listen to read the book before our work week. It will change your life. Not listen. I'm gonna tell you the reason why I say don't listen to it. Listening to something has a high retention weight. You can repeat it. Reading something creates action in you because now it becomes a part of you because you have to sit. Like if you can listen, you can drive a car and listen to a podcast. You can't drive a car and read a book. When you read something, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of your nature because mm-hmm. you've read it. You have to sit down in a place that's quiet and take it all in. Read the book, The 4-Hour Work Week. It'll change your life. It will change your life. It'll change. It'll make you realize how important time is. And once you realize the importance of time, you'll be comfortable as hell outsourcing some shit. Because I am. I'm hella comfortable doing it. Hey, you good at this? Bet. You want to come work for me? I'm serious. That's how I am. (laughs) I'm comfortable as hell outsourcing. So now you only work four hours a week, huh? I wish. (laughs) I probably work. My business, probably close to it. Right, right, right. Probably close to it. But I mean, and people, it's 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 a kind of misleading title, because what he's saying is 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 what I got out of it. You know, you're setting up things, so you only have to put, let's say, like like his business or whatever. He's only working about four hours a week on on the business, and he's the rest is set to cruise control. He's got his people in place, the systems in place, and everything. You know, and he's big about virtual assistants way before people were talking about virtual assistants. But it takes it takes a shitload of hours to get all that stuff started and all the systems down and boom, boom, boom to set it all up to where you can whittle it down to only you're doing four hours. But that's the whole thing. You want to do all that hard work, all that grunt work, all that hustling to get, and you're working a shitload out. It's you're an entrepreneur, you know. Plus you were you know full time job doing all that. It's it's a lot of freaking work to get it down to just four hours, you know. And so, but he doesn't like, like Tim Ferriss. I love Tim Ferriss. It's my favorite podcast. One of my favorites. And he, um, but he works, he works a lot. He said he doesn't just work for it, but he does the stuff that he's passionate about. He puts all his effort that he wants to do. He's not sitting there answering fucking stupid emails all day and, and talking to this guy and talking to a con. He's not doing all the tedious stuff that he don't want to do. He works a shitload and he, he makes, he's making like, the best one of the best podcasts in the freaking world and he had time to do that podcast because he got his business on cruise control so he works on things and and talks to to fascinating individuals and has this awesome podcast which is making millions of dollars off of and because he was able to to outsource and get it and get his business to run itself yeah that's what i'm saying the book before our work week Another book. Let me see another book that we're thinking. Grow rich. You know, I, I'm man. I'm I, I'm trying to read like twelve books a year, minimum. Oh, you 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 put something on the thing. Does they they you um think of grow think of uh think and grow rich, and you put something here that made me think of that book immediately. You said, um, not good at making others, making sure others are satisfied. What did you mean by that? Oh man, that's one I realized this weekend. I'm not good at me and my employee yet. We, we just talked, you know, we had a good heavy. I didn't realize some employees need, um, what is it? Um, to know they're doing a good job and to know they're appreciated. They need the, um, what is it? Affirmations. That's what I'm not good at. Shit. I thought the paycheck was the affirmation. No, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just joking. But no, I, um, I'm starting to really learn people's personalities. You know, um, uh, you know, affirmations are huge. And matter of fact, the book I'm reading now is really big on affirmations. Um, matter of fact, the book I'm reading now is called Dad, the Family Mentor. Really good book. Um, and it talks about, you know, changing your parenting st- styles and strategies. Because, you know, I've been on a real deep philosophical journey this whole year. You know, I've been reading books left and right. Like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, dang, dude, you finished that book? Yeah. But, um, you know, and it teaches you, you know, people need affirmations, positive affirmations. You have to really learn people's personalities, especially someone who you want to manage something for you. You have to know their personality. And then once you know their personality, you can make them more efficient to what they do. You know. And that and that's what it reminded me of that that book, Think and Grow Rich, because he's just even if it's someone that's like pissed at him or this and that sour, at, he's just shower them with praise, apologize, nice. Don't don't you know you want to you want to argue at them back and say come on man you know you know this is stupid but no no he he talks about the you know going above and beyond to be like you know to treat people with the utmost respect and, and kind and just, and, and just show them how much they're appreciated. I mean, all this stuff, it just like, and doors will just open for you like crazy everywhere. Cause that's how you, you know, you're treating people. It, that, that reminded me of, um, I was watching, you know, I'm a big guy. I, I like a lot of sports and I was watching, um, this is a while ago. This is LeVar Ball. A lot of people don't like LeVar Ball. I love LeVar Ball. <laughs> he, um, he said something to his son. He told his son, he told uh, Lonzo, he goes, hey, if you lose a game, you're the point guard. So if you lose the game, put it on yourself. Let them know you, you made the mistake. And he goes, if you win, you let them know it's because of them. And it, it was that same type of mentality. You know what I mean? It, it, it's teamwork. Teamwork make the dream work. You know None of I mean? the praise, all the blame. Yeah. Straight up. That's really, that's really what it is. Once you learn that, man, you can go far. I'm, I'm starting to learn that, you know, and I'm starting to learn it and trying to take it in. So, yes, sir. That, that's a great, well, how, how did you word that? None of the praise, all of the blame. Yeah. That's, take, yeah, that's yeah. Look at it. Exactly. And that's how great coaches are like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, even, you know, I remember Bill Parcells was coaching the Cowboys and he turned them around, but he was such a hard ass on them and this and that. But as soon as they lost, man, he, bl- he started blaming himself. He got in the microphone and started blaming himself. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You know, but he was, he was hard. I mean, he was a tough coach, but they freaking, they ran through walls for him, you know? Yeah. Cause they know that he, he had their back. Right up. Right up. So, no, I love that, man. I like that. I like that. That was a good quote. Yeah. But, um, but, Oh man, so you know, I uh, I was about to buy another house. It's close to getting another house, man. I was. Uh... By the way, people who are looking—if you're looking to sell your house and get another house—and you're worried about, oh, I gotta sell and all this—check out Knock Lending. Um, they do bridge loans. So what they'll do is, you can go buy yourself another house, and they'll sell your old house, and they'll give you the down payment for the new house, so you ain't gotta wait for the old house to sell. So yeah, look into that. That's pretty dope. Um, I real quick on that. Uh, I've I've had friends that got kind of like tripped up on 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 offers like that from from lenders. What do you mean? Where they where they they put them in the new house and all that stuff and promised to buy their old one, but for whatever reason they didn't come through with the promise to buy their old one. They're not gonna buy it. They're gonna sell it for you. Okay. 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 This is a different deal then. A lot of a lot of the new builders would do that. We're buying your old house and we're going to put you into one of our new ones. And so then they lender. You're hundred percent working with a lender, and the lender is going to sell your house. Okay. You move out of it, and then they'll put up to ten thousand dollars worth of work into it. 
So, oh wow! Yeah, it's called knock lending. Um, knock lending, okay. Yeah, so they'll it's a bridge loan. They loan it to you, and then after you sell your house, they take out what they loaned at zero percent interest. Take out what they loaned you, and then the rest of the cash. Let's say you have forty thousand after you they you take out what they loaned you. You can either put it restructure your house, the loan on your new house, or you could take that money and go buy you another one. Go you know do what you need to do. Um, and we had a house with man. We had a house man who's a four bed. Three and a half bath house. It was worth. It was listed at five fifty. Someone it just went under pending today. Mm. Had a freaking two bed, two bath apartment on the back. Mm. Living room, kitchen, two bed, two bath apartment, and then a four bed, two or three and a half, three bath, four bed, three and two and a half, three three bed house. Man, no. where at? Arlington. Oh, so you couldn't Airbnb it then? Nah. I was going to... What about the uh, matter of fact, the location it was in, I could have Airbnb it because ain't nobody. It, it's a it's it's a private property. It's all private property. So if they would have tried to find me, they couldn't come into my yard. They couldn't put nothing on the door. It, it was man. I'll see you after. Okay, but why didn't you buy it? It took too long for me to get everything done and go getting through. So I was like, man, I was like, forget it. And it just went under pending today. But I'm still talking to the uh, knock lending to get the pre-approval on everything. So I'm going to see. But right now, I'm like, we're really kind of holding off on some stuff because we got all this other stuff going on. Refinance is about to pop off. So we got the rehab going. Okay. But yeah. Real quick on the refinance front. Uh, I, I called Wells Fargo today. You know, I got my houses through them. And I was just getting, you know – the rates are low right now, and then I just wanted to see what they could do. And they said for for my house, my primary, which I just bought last year, right? I could um, I could knock it from a thirty to a, a to a fifteen year, you know, knock the I could knock fifteen years off of the of the payment off the house, and you know, with the interest rate going down, PMI dropping, it would put my I would only be paying like two hundred bucks extra a month on my mortgage. So my mortgage would go up 200 bucks a month, but my 15 years would just drop off. So I'm like, it seems I like a refinance through them though. I just called them because they have my loans. I just thought that would be a lot easier. Call new Amer- I just refinanced this house with new American and they gave me a 30 year at a 3.6 and knocked off my PMI. 30-year at what, 3.6? Yeah, 3.6 and knocked off my PMI. Wow. What was, the, what was the 15, by the way, if you would have done that? Uh, I didn't even look into it. I was like, in the... 30. Yeah, I'm okay. Only, I'm putting a 15 on the one on, on the uh, rehab I'm refinancing, though. Putting a 15 on that. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start weird. I'm going to start doing 15 on anything that's 100K or less. If I owe 100K or less, I'm going to do a 15 on it. Hmm. That's interesting. Why is that? Pay it off faster, and plus the mortgage only comes up to like seven hundred dollars a month. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Where you're buying? Yeah, so <laughs> it comes up to like seven hundred. I'm like, man, I'm making damn near triple that on Airbnb. I put that on the fifteen. Right, right. Paid off in fifteen. Then you know, by the time Malachi's up and out of here, we have another one, two, three houses paid off hundred percent. Right, right. What that leave us? You know, so. You know, um, what was I going to say? Going back to sports real quick. You know, FC Dallas, the soccer team that's out over there in Frisco. Well, 
it doesn't seem like a big deal, but what they did, they had a, they had a match the other day, and it's the first time of all the professional sports that they had fans at the match. They allowed they sold tickets and they had some fans. It wasn't a lot of people there, but it was some people, and they spread them out. So you know the NFL is going to be watching, NBA, and they're all going to be watching to see how this goes down with this little you know soccer. You know you know they're not even near as big as all the other ones, but. They're starting to throw some fans in the stadiums, man. I mean, like, we're talking, it's the new normal. This is going to be the new normal. And I told my buddy, he was, you know, saying, oh, everything's changed now. I was like, well, if you think about it, you know, every time, you know, people from Asian countries, a lot of them, they would fly with masks. We got to wear masks when we fly now, you know. They've always been doing that shit. Yeah. And out, you see them over there on the, in, in the streets in the, in the images. They've been wearing masks on the streets for years. Mm-hmm. And go to the doctor's visits or dentist, whatever. They, ma- they wear masks to all that shit. I said, we're just getting, we're just finally catching up to their game, you know. <laughs> <We're starting> to, <laughs> and yeah. people are tripping. It's just, but it's just, I mean, we can't just all live in holes the rest of our lives, you know. So stuff's going to come back around. And as our, our last guest, Betsy, was saying, you know, it's just like she sees it like a real strong market right now in the housing. And plus, she goes, if you just keep, you know, just keep going at it, just keep, you know, putting effort into it, looking, you know, and, and strengthening your business, you're going to be fine. And so people, a lot of people are scared. But I mean, I mean, what can you do? You just gotta, you just got to keep at it. Yeah. And, and what it's teaching you is what you should and shouldn't be getting into at this time. You know what I mean? That's all tuning what it is. If you're paying attention, like what, what, what businesses are thriving, what ones are failing, you know? Tech seems to be taking off. Hell, Zoom. We have, we're using Zoom right now. Zoom, their stock went crazy when this happened. Hell, that's what Zoom needed. Zoom was praying for COVID. We, know, yeah, we were Zoom before Zoom was cool. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just certain things. You just got to find what's about to hit. You know, like one thing I wouldn't get into right now is commercial space. I kind of try to avoid that. Unless we can snap them up for free. I mean, for low price and then um, turn them into condos. Yeah. Unless you have like an, a solid solidified plan with them, you know, it's just certain things. You just have to look at things in a different way. Um, I think I had talked to Kim and Ann about commercial space a long time ago. I was like, man, could you turn those into mini con micro hotels? You know, and that could possibly be true. You know, I, I man, it's They're a, still buying those salon suites, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they the salon suites, but they're know, probably getting them at a good price too. You know, and you know, yeah, they probably are. But yeah, you know, it's just knowing what to get into in a place like Miami that works for them because you know, vanity—that's what it is. Miami's a city of vanity, you know. So it's just all about looking around, what's working, what's not working, what should we move away from, what should we move towards. Everything's a learning experience, man. Everything's a learning period. And what I think I learned during this whole thing is do not invest in cities. Well, through COVID, one, don't invest in blue states during COVID. Two, don't invest um, in cities that depend upon air travel, air travel, sports, anything like that. Like I know sports was heavy. Hell, we had a whole episode on sports and Airbnb and the effects on that sports and Airbnb, the connection between the two. You can't depend on that anymore. You got to depend on tra- people who are always traveling, nurses, um, construction workers, possibly. I noticed construction has not taken a hit either. Construction didn't take a hit like city construction, especially. Like- oh, they're still building like crazy. Exactly. So it's like, you know, things like that. You, you just got to kind of pay attention to what's, what's still moving. Because like I know streets, construction, all that's still been booming, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Finding what works, finding what doesn't work, you know, just looking around. 
one thing that our last guest, um, or I mean, our last yeah guest on the show mentioned was Globe. You've ever heard of that? I never heard of that. I never heard of it. You can rent your Airbnb units by the hour. And automatically, I was thinking, uh, I started thinking hotel, motel, holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people, but I think that's cool. You know, they just want a place to have a little birthday party, stuff like that. And I was thinking, well, shit, you know, someone will come rent out my, my swimming pool. And then there is a site where you can rent out your swimming pools. Mm-hmm. There's a site, you know, like Airbnb for swimming pools. Huh? What's the name of it? I'll look it up. Um, but ah, I forgot what it's called. But anyways, um, I wanted to get, I was trying to get the, the, the owner of that, of that site, you know, to get on our show to, to tell us all about it. But I thought it was pretty cool. You can rent out your swimming pool. The only thing with me, I want to like kind of build like a structure outside first, like a, like a kind of outdoor bathroom shower type deal. Cause the way, the way I want to rent it out, I don't want them coming to my house, you know? All these people coming in, all wet, dripping, and all this stuff all over my freaking house. I don't want the. (laughs) Oh, man. Let let the Rona in, man. Let the Rona in. I just chill out in my. Y'all can, you know, enjoy the pool, but (laughs) go get your shower, get get out of here, you know. (laughs) Enter through the the fence door and leave, you know. That'd be perfect. (laughs) You can do now to make some money off of it, do it. There's, there's all different kinds of ways to make money, man. It's just um, just going out there and, like you said, just do it. You know, you should tell Nike about that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Airbnb is suing people for parties. Airbnb is suing. Is this because all these? I, I read a headline on it. I need to check out what it means. I guess they're either. I don't know if they're suing the host or they're suing the guests. I don't know. I'd be surprised if they're suing the guests. Cause you know how they are about their guests, so. It might be like a preemptive lawsuit because these, you know, these huge parties are happening and people are getting shot and killed at, at Airbnb parties. So they're like a preemptive right before they get sued. Cause I'm sure the people are going to go after Airbnb cause that's the big money, right? Yeah, Say so it was an Airbnb party. We're going to sue Airbnb, blah, blah, blah. And um, so Airbnb is like a preemptive lawsuit kind of yeah. thing. Another thing I put on my notes, I said strong marketers will outlast Airbnb. And I really brought put that note in there for the, because of the last guests and because of the last few guests we've had, they've been talking about direct bookings and they re, she really dropped some fire on there. Like, you know, having the flyers in there and I'm about to go to Vista print and create some damn flyers. Cause man, I, I really think that's what it is. You have to position yourself to outlast Airbnb. Like if Airbnb, imagine if Airbnb shut down, is your business still running? If not, then you got some holes in your game. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's how we have to look at it. So work. I think we're in the age of marketing for short-term rentals. That's where we are. We're in the age of marketing and building your brand. Yep. You know, um, real quick, I know this episode is probably not going to be up before September 1st, but um, Fannie and Freddie, what, when is it? When is this? Yeah. Okay. It might, oh, no, it'll be up on the YouTube before then. But anyways, um, the you know, Fannie and Freddie are going to start charging more fees to refi, right? It's already September. So if you're gonna get y'all's refis in, I mean, well, if as long as you start them now, I think you'll be you'll be fine before September. But starting September, there's gonna be like some more fees from Fedian because they know everybody's trying to do it right now. I think well, I might as well cash in. So I liking that because I got a refi that I'm supposed to be doing in December, but I might have to push it up. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it might not be huge fees. You might not be like a big issue, but it's it's just something to think about if you're trying to, you know, fight for every penny, like they say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll look into it. I need. To. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna try to get Todd, our buddy Todd Baldwin, back on the show too. He's gonna he wants to hop on again and drop some knowledge on us. He's a bad dude. The twenty-seven million dollar, the twenty-seven year old millionaire. You know, it's funny. I sent him a thing. Um. Ah, this other, this other um, one of the guys that's out there on the space real big on the, uh, real quick, I'll tell you, Grant, is it Graham, Graham something? Do you know him? Uh, What's God, he's on the, you know, young millionaire thing. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, you know, Graham Steven, you know him? He's kind of big. Anyways, he said he put a thing, a video out saying how I was a millionaire by 26. So of course I obviously sent that to Ted, uh, to Todd, right? I said, man, he goes, he was two years earlier than you. You've been slacking. <laughs> and, so, and Todd's like, wait a minute. He goes, I was a millionaire at 25. He goes, that article, so I beat him and that article didn't come out till I was 27. So it's, I wasn't the 27 year, whatever. Hey, I'm 28. He's 28 now, I think. Yeah. But that CNBC article, you know, put him on the map. But he said he'd been a millionaire since he was 25 years old. <laughs> And how did he do it? He just he just found opportunity. He found he found something that people needed, which is housing. He found a way to give them a really nice space, you know, written out by the room, and um, at a decent price. And he just you know he said, okay, that house will take care of. Let's build this one here. Let's do this one here. And he just rent, wash. It's it's like it's not flashy. It's not like oh you know. It's just it's just boring just tedious just okay that works i'm just gonna do it again i'm gonna just do it again find what works for you and you, just you asked it. a good question the other day actually it relates exactly to what you just said you asked me hey are you into doing sticking to what you're good at or trying new things and i think i answered i said i said you should automate what, what did I say? I, you should automate. No, no, no. You said you should, should you stick to what works or, or try new things. Or take risks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You asked the exact question was, should you try new things or stick to what you're good at? I said you should do both. I said you should automate what works so you can try new things. And that, that's kind of one of the things where you, he now, he can go try a whole bunch of stuff because he has some money that he knows is going to work and he can go try some new shit. You know, I think that's how it is, man. You automate what works. You know what works, automate it. You know, um, who else said that? I think it was Shaq or Steve Harvey. They said, man, if you know how to make $10, you should know how to make 1000 Do what you did to make okay. 10 Okay, I found the exact, yeah, I found the exact quote. Do you yeah. believe in stick with what works and keep hammering at that? Or do you believe in continually trying new things and growing that way? And what your answer was, Automate what works so you can try new things. So you believe in both. That's a, that's that's a great answer right there. You find what works, set up your team, set up whatever you need to do to keep that going and working. That's your base. And then you could go off and venture. Yeah, Elon Musk, you know, he 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 freaking invented PayPal or him and his whatever. So he made he was a billionaire off PayPal. Was he gonna do work at PayPal the rest of his life? No, he's like, okay, that's set, that's set in stone, boom, boom, boom. I got I want to share that company, I'm gonna go try to, you know. I'm going to try this electric car thing. It goes, oh, that's working. That's good. I'm going to go try to, you know, get people out of space and into the moon, you know? Okay, that's working. That's good. I'm going to drill tunnels under Los, Los Angeles. I mean, it's just like he sets it, gets his team in place, makes it a multi-billion dollar company, stock going through the roof. I'm going to go try this. I'm going to try this other thing. It's like 
that's what life's about. He, he's on a constant learning journey. That's what life's about, man. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, you can't. You know that that's really what life's about, man. I, I love that he, you know, he, he said that. You know, because he, boom, boom, moving up to the next level. Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing in life, man. Learning, doing something new. So, but I like how you pointed out automate what works because you know how to do it. You know what works. And then move on to, and then you could try to, you could take risks. Yeah. And that's how people get stuck in that self-employed cycle, you know, cause they want to do it themselves, automate it. And then let somebody else do it. Now you're, you're helping the community. Somebody else is doing it. Boom. You're trying something else. <laughs> I always thought of, huh? I said, you might run into what you love, but go ahead. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You might run into what you love. Yeah. Your passion. Right. Yeah. And that's pretty much the, the four hour work week. That was that was pretty much what he's saying. He's not saying you're only going to work four hours a week for the rest of your life. No, no, no. He set up his businesses to run. You know, he just looks at them, you know, four hours a week, whatever, make sure everything's running smooth. And then he could tackle his passion. And his passion happened to be the biggest freaking podcast on the planet. You know, it's just like, and then and, um, he found a way to make millions off of that. It's just, he got, he got to all the stuff, all the stuff, the, the tedious, boring, all those tasks. He got, to, he got to outsource all that stuff so he could focus on shit that he loves. And in turn, he, ex- he grows exponentially from that. That's awesome. That's facts, man. <laughs> I realize that, man. Time, time is everything, dude. Time is everything. Time is everything. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a fun journey, man. It's It's... Yeah, it's a fun journey. We're we're all learning. We're all yeah. That's the thing. You got And I was thinking about that the other day, man. Like when I was, uh, I was like, I was like, man, I I, I kind of got into that. Hey, you're twiddling your thumbs. Maybe I should be doing something. And then that's when the whole fourplex thing came. So then I, I what I did was I wrote down everything I'm working on. So then I'll always have it there. So I know I'm not twiddling my thumbs. I have passive money coming in. Um. Cause once you get there to where you have passive money coming in, you're feeling productive. You know, sometimes you get to 20 months, you're thumb, maybe I should be doing something. I, I sometimes have a little bit of that, but you know, it, you know, you, you can take that time to figure out what you love, figure out what you like to do. You can try new things. You know what I'm saying? Hell, I might love surfing. I don't know. I ain't never tried it, but I have the time to try it. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. How long we started this podcast in what, 2017. Who would have known, like, we've had millionaires on this podcast? Like, we, we started, like, in your house, like, in a little 200, 300-square-foot room. <laughs> For real, think about this. A 300-square-foot room, we should actually take a picture of that place. Because if we ever get real big, we already got that place. Like, hey, this is where we started, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we started, like, a 200-square-foot room, 300-square-foot room in your house podcasting. And we've grown it. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. You never would have thought that. We got posters, banisters, stuff like that, you know, live, let thrive. You know, it's crazy. We never thought we'd be doing this, you know what I mean? And then the whole time is it's a journey. Like the people who've listened to us, I actually talked to a guest before we hopped on. He actually hopped on one of my clarity calls, you know, and I consulted him. He wanted to ask about the timeshare. He goes, oh, man, I'm an avid listener. I've been listening to you guys for like a year and a half. I was like, real? I'm like, man, thanks, man. He's like, yeah. So, but it's crazy. Like people, I think what works is we're on the journey with them. And then they see the step by step. They're like, "Oh, it's impo- it's possible. You can do this." You know what I mean? So you definitely. Yeah. I found out I love podcasting. It's cool. You know. <laughs> I still remember that because when we met at that uh, investing the the stock investing club you came to, man. 
Yeah. And, was, and you told me about Airbnb. I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, really? Yeah, I said, yeah. that's making all that money. Damn, I need to do that. I said, let's start a podcast. You're like, oh, well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like were kind of hesitant for a little while on some text messages and stuff and finally yeah. fucking did it, man. I was like, yeah, I'm like oh, I will do it, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like what momentum does, man. It's just like, it just goes, man. It just keeps you know, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I talk about the secret or whatever. And the secret to me is, you know, even the, that famous book, you know, you, you put it out there and then it's going to happen for you. Yeah. But in a way, that shit's kind of true. And, um, and, and this, this is one example, you know, when I was um, going to Airbnb this house, right, when we we're going to go on vacation to Padre, I was like, I'm going to Airbnb my primary, my primary, my primary house. Um, hey, what's up? <laughs> and so I, um, I was like, I was looking for a fridge, right? And I was looking for a fridge and I started putting it out there. Guys that were working by got extra garage fridge to trying to get rid of anything, blah, blah, blah. Nobody had anything at the moment. Right. So anyways, I was able to, to put all the groceries somewhere. I, I was able to do something with it. But like a few weeks later after Padre trip, a buddy of mine said, just came up to me and he said, Hey, Hey Steve, you still looking for a fridge? You know, we're trying to get rid of one, blah, blah. We're going to be moving out of our house. And he just gifted me this this really nice, you know, stainless steel fridge from my girl. <laughs> I was like, I got to give you something for this. No, nah, man, we just we just need to get rid of it because we got to move next week and this and that. And it's just funny how you put out to the universe what you what you want or what you need, what you think, you know, and then it just it just happens for you. It's some that, that, that's crazy. It's moment. It's synergy, momentum, all that, because it's funny, like. You know how the stainless steel fridge that we have in our garage, that's the same way we got it. Like we went to this random garage sale and we were buying a couch and we got the couch and the dude was like, and we were looking at the fridge. I'm like, dang, it's a nice fridge. He goes, man, I don't even want that thing. You can have it. I was like, oh, snap. We were looking for a fridge for our garage and man, we got it. It was a stainless steel <laughs> fridge. It's still out there in the garage, man. <laughs> so, yeah. It's really all about taking action. When you take action, you put yourself in position to win and find opportunities. That's what it is. You know, that's really what it is. Taking action is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And opportunities, opportunities will find you. Straight up. That's how it is, man. So, yeah. It's been a good episode, man. It has. It's man. good catching up. Um, live that thrive at gmail.com. Live that thrive <laughs> at gmail.com. You can catch us at IG, TikTok, all that good stuff, man. We're always posting quotes. We have videos of our past apps. Yeah, if you ain't following us on Instagram, you're missing out. And TikTok, you know. Yeah, definitely check us out. And uh, if you need to get your health and fitness game together, follow Mahogany Artist at follow Mahogany Artist on IG. She is killing it, man. She is killing it. So yeah, definitely. Hey, if you know anybody that'd be a great guest on our show, send them our way. Yeah, definitely. And if you, matter of fact, the last few guests have been hitting us up from IG. So hit us, send us a message on IG, livingthrive at gmail.com. We always uh, on those. So hit us up. All right. Good up, man. Good up. We are out. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.